Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following show may contain adult themes not suitable for children. Shut the hell up. Club 1080 with Isaac and Souk. Mmm, it does go well with a chicken. I didn't know hanging out with you was making me smarter. Full disclosure, Morty, it's not. Temporary superintelligence is just a side effect of the mega seeds dissolving in your rectal cavity. Oh, man. Yeah. And once those seeds wear off, you're going to lose most of your motor skills, and you're also going to lose a significant amount of brain functionality for 72 hours, Morty. Starting right about now. Great little black can't even imagine. It's a lot of information, so. I think it's really sexy. At the club. Ace. Yeah. It's pumping. hundred times? More. 200 times. More. 500 times. Probably. What's going on? Oh, thank you. An Odyssey station. There have been a variety of proposals. Lasers. No. What? All right, pleased to have you along. What's up? What are you guys doing out there? Sportsin'. Why? Sportsin's over. I know. I'm sad. I had a full-on, like, last night I was sitting around, and I didn't even drink or anything, and uh, I felt emotionally drained with football being over. <laughs> it was like 9.30. I was like, what do I do now? I know. We love football here. I was just sitting around. I was like, oh. I feel you. It's like a hockey's on, and uh, I got the. If I was, if it wasn't for my over uh, under win total for the Blazers bet, you wouldn't have a vested interest in anything. I got nothing. It's like the only thing I got happening right now. You need to get into college basketball betting. I gotta have something. That's what I've started to do. <laughs> I'm dabbling. No, I'm treading lightly. But how's I that just, going so far? I'm fine. I just, I'm just trying to. You gotta find find I purpose, find, find, find meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Start August. reading some smut. What? You start reading smut. The, ho- the hobby of the Rop household. Yeah, your wife. Oh, she, well, she, re- yeah. I'm not going to, no. You don't want to read <laughs> smut, too? What? What I'm if you s- just. I'm a sports guy. What if you just watch hardcore porno while she read smut? <laughs> there you go. The duality yeah, of men. And then she's like, what are you watching? I'm what like, well, it's the same crap yes, you're reading. Exactly. <laughs> just, you say I'm more of a visual learner. That's <laughs> all, you know. Golf was good this weekend. If you guys saw golf, no, kind I, of. No, I didn't. It was good. What? I mean, the good pros didn't seem to think it was very good. They're all Why? mad at people oh, there. They're and... a bunch of babies. Dude, what? they had to shut down booze and food sales. <laughs> Some lady fell out of the grandstand. Yeah, well, Did you was... see that they shut everything down? Yes. Yeah. So I saw Zach Johnson yelling at somebody. I saw uh, Billy Horschel cussing somebody out. Yeah, I mean, they what, were not happy. I saw one of the bar. If you don't know, waste management was down in. Uh, 
down in, in Phoenix. Phoenix Scottsdale, where it always is. And uh, I got to talk to him because my buddy's down there. So when he comes home, I want to see what he thought of it. But I, there was, I saw an interview with one of the bartenders, and he said that uh, they told everyone, hey, no more booze sales. And they thought they were going to shut it down for like an hour and kind of get a control of, of, of everything. But the booze shut down and the food, everything. And they were just trying to get as many people as they, they could out. Half a million people ended up coming in there. And they said it got so bad that the security and the ticket takers at the gates gave up. And they just let whoever come in. No one had tickets. People were just flooding in. And they just said that they, it got so bad that the organizers were like, we can't allow this to happen, so we're going to shut everything down. And hopefully with no food, no booze, no nothing. You can even buy like non-alcoholic drinks. You couldn't buy water. They were just trying to encourage people to leave. So maybe just maybe Wild. the waste management is uh, is jumped the shark and they need to dial it back. I think they're going to have quite a bit more crowd management services next year. That happened when we went to the Indy 500 a number of years ago. Uh, they were doing heightened security, and at the Indy 500, you can bring and you know that is several hundred thousand people. You can bring your own booze, so people bring in coolers and barbecues and all that. And uh, they were trying to do. Um, security checks for everybody and it was so slow and that people were just fed up with it and the lines were so long that people started kicking over the security barriers and just pouring in and they fought it for like 15 20 minutes and then eventually the security just gave up and everyone just came in there were no tickets you just walked in and it what was a just colossal failure and it was basically just like on your honor system like i don't know because most of the people that showed up had a ticket but you, we didn't show our tickets to anyone. We just walked in, and just the, the security people were like, "They don't pay us enough." We like you can't control half a million drunken golf fans or race fans. You can't do it. So I have the uh, ad ranker here. You know, USA Today does that every year. Yeah, where they rank the Super Bowl ads. There's only, and I haven't seen this, but there's only two ads that are worthy of even being considered for number one. In my opinion. well, that's all. In, yeah, I was going to say that's all in the eye of the beholder. There, Jace. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of ads getting buzzed. doesn't necessarily mean they're good. Like, for example, the uh, Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Robert. Is his name Robert? Robert. RFK. Yeah, the RFK ad is yeah. getting a lot of buzz, but probably not for the right reasons <laughs> or for good reasons. He's a polarizing guy. I saw a lot of people comparing his ad to uh, Connor Roy being in the presidential yeah. race in, uh, in succession. <laughs> Jesus has a lot of money. We we found that out. Jesus does have a lot of money, and then it turns out that that's a front for a group that has some views that not a lot of mainstream people love. So, like a foot fetish, like Jesus some, was a foot guy. That's some. Well, then they the best, spent millions to tell us Jesus was a foot guy. Well, then that's it, how they spend their money. The other interesting part was so obviously it made the left upset, and then but it pissed off a lot of like uber right right wing Christians because they were claiming that. Um, that that that's not Jesus. That Jesus, uh, you shouldn't look the other way at sin, and and they they weren't happy. So those ads managed to piss off both non Christians and Christians alike. What was the foot thing though? I didn't like what in, is that in the Bible? Jesus washed people's feet. Okay, but the whole point. What of, are they telling? The us whole point that? of the ad was Jesus didn't hate anyone. Jesus washed the feet of people that were beneath him or that he didn't see eye to eye with. So they were saying, instead of hating everybody that doesn't agree with you, wow. be like Jesus, be humble, wash, yeah. wash be a the foot feet. Guy. 
And then the the, the ultra Christians were like, "How dare you?" They yeah. they thought they were being sacrilegious to Jesus. Yeah, we have to hate. Yeah, and then the left was upset because Jesus was spending all that money, and then it turns out the group behind that is like a really right wing Christian well, group. So I was not upset. I was just confused. I no. was like, "Wow, that's." A lot of money to tell us Jesus had a foot fetish, but okay. Yeah, in the Bible, Jesus was washing. So feet. that stuff doesn't make the list. Uh, the top five. Are you ready for the top five on Ad Ranker? These Again, are the top five Super Bowl ads. There's only two that mattered to me. Although, let's see if they're in the top five. The best commercial, and it's not even close. It might be the best commercial of all time, but it got cut down to like 30 seconds. Was the Paramount Plus ad? Okay, that ad. Yeah, you you were raving about that last week, or maybe it was even two weeks ago. That's called Hail Patrick. Yes. And that came in at number sixteen. It's on the list. But to be fair, yeah, we it got only, cut down. We got to see the like two half. minutes way better. Yes, if you see the full Paramount Plus ad with Patrick Stewart and Creed and Drew Barrymore, where he turns and says, "Barrymore, shut your face!" It's the best commercial of all time. But they couldn't do it for well, two minutes. Well, the theme this year was, as we talked about on Friday, was don't offend anyone. Nobody wanted to be the new Bud Light. But then also celebrities. Like, there were tons of celebrity appearances. It seemed like every ad yeah. had celebrity in and it. And some of them not even, like, Eric Andre was in a drumstick ad? What? Yeah, and you had Michael Sarah. I was actually a weird thought one. the Michael Sarah one was pretty good. It was weird. <laughs> He's great, but yeah. I, I just thought it was weird. I don't know. Six, they said 60% of all the ads had at least one celebrity. Yeah. And many had, had way more than that. Yeah. So number five on the USA Today ad ranker of the top five Super Bowl ads was Born to Play... Uh, the, oh, the Nigerian yes, okay. NFL ad. Number four, worth remembering, which is the Uber Eats where Jennifer Aniston forgot who... Uh, oh, yeah, David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer was. It was cute. Yeah. Number three was Perfect Ten. I hated this ad. Which one was the Perfect uh, it Ten? It was the Kia one where oh. she's... So the little girl is doing a, her uh, ice skating routine, and yeah. Grandpa can't make it. And, and so they have a seat for Grandpa, but somehow he's not there. But yet then the guy all of a sudden finds like 200 feet of, of, of uh, Christmas lights to, to suddenly just light up the pond at Grandpa's house. And he takes the girl over there and she skates for him as he looks out his window. That was stupid. Grandpa does have the nicest cabin I've ever <laughs> yeah, seen. It was very nice. beautiful pond. Yes, I, I did see that ad too. That made I, no sense. No, but... So they saved know, a seat for him Yeah, because he was not at the... Show yeah, the performance, but yet somehow the guy knew that he wasn't going to be there, so he put all the Christmas lights in the car. Yeah, and I did see when they, when they pulled away, that was a lot of lights that went around the whole lake. Yes, yeah, and then they, get they, out of here. Then they plugged him into the car, right? I remember. Hey, but I remembered Stupid. it. I You're remembered finding it. plot holes in many of Dude, them. Dude, that is not a top five ad. Get out of here with that. You know, you know what beats that? And I didn't see where. I'll give you the top two in a second. I didn't see where this ad fell on this list. As a matter of fact, I got to go find it. But I actually think the world of the Dr. Pepper campaign. Which one was the Dr. Pepper? Well, it was, it was early. So if you if you hadn't turned over to the game, I think it might even have been pregame, like right or like national anthem time. Mm-hmm. But I think the Dr. Pepper campaign is the be- is the best thing going. The new one was there was this black hole that was sucking up all the players, and it was the transfer portal. Oh yeah, and they're standing there like, and, and then the quarterback is like holding on to a light pole being sucked into the transfer portal and he's like give me your other hand he's like no i can't that's my dr pepper hand 
And then they're talking about how you can't give up your Dr. Pepper hand. The quarterback is replaceable. I have to save my Dr. Pepper. Yeah. And they all get sucked into the transfer portal. I remember that one. I find those great. (laughs) The way they just play on stupid college football It's like Fansville or something, right? Yeah, Yeah, this uh, this season in Fansville or something. with Bosworth and all that. I think it's just hilarious. Anyway, that one is not on here, but that was way better than Kia. The other one that I liked was the, uh, the mullet one. I think it was for like a... For John Deere, or like Kubota, some sort of like ATV thing, and every time it drove by something, whatever would get a mullet. It's like a bear got a mullet, an eagle got a mullet. It was whole. It was business in front, party in the back, and then they drive by like Stone Cold Steve Austin, who's chopping wood, and he grows a mullet. He's like, thanks. I don't remember what, ex- so that probably misses the point. But it was for an ATV, and I enjoyed it. That everything got a mullet. I must have missed that one. Yeah, because like you get up and you go to the bathroom yeah. and whatever. But I, I remember so, that one thinking it was pretty good. Number two on the ad ranker was the Dun Kings. Yes, yes, and it, yes. It was great. That thing, if you don't know, that was the Ben Affleck, <laughs> Matt Damon, Tom Brady, J-Lo. Yeah. That thing was awesome. And I guess Duncan has sold out of every, like they sell all that merchandise. They released them all today and they sold Gone. out in minutes gone and i guess duncan is being flooded all across the country with people showing up <laughs> yeah well it's a boston the dunkings it's a boston company yeah. duncan donuts and ben and affleck course, i guess loves it affleck does yeah he's raved about duncan for years and he got <laughs> he got tom brady and uh his boy um matt damon, matt damon which i thought matt damon was wonderful in it <laughs> Which what was his line? He said something like, "It's, it's really hard to be your friend." <laughs> but he said, "He said like, uh, remember when I said I I would do anything do for any, you? Yeah, this is anything. This is, this is anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that whole, was really good. That whole thing is great. And yes, if that's not number one, it's not. I think it should be number one. There's only one other commercial yeah. that should be number I one. I think you got this right. And if it's not, then screw you. No, I think you got it right. It's your boy. It's my boy. <laughs> like a good neighbor." I'm sorry. The Choppa? Yeah, that's the, pretty good. The neighbor, neighbor, um, I was dying. Absolutely dying. That's what I said, that neighbor. One. And then at some point, he's just, he, like, he's just popping up in the bushes. Nope. And then Danny DeVito over the top at the yeah. end with like a good neighbor. Yeah. That's that good. was phenomenal. Very good campaign there. Yeah. So that's, of course, State Farm. State like Farm. a good neighbor. <laughs> neighbor. That's what I said, neighbor. Neighbor. <laughs> neighbor. Get to the Choppa. Phenomenal and good for Arnold for playing into it. God yeah. bless Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger. He's got a good sense of humor. The I'm glad those were one and two because those were by far the two very best. Yeah, they were standouts for commercials, sure. and those are the top five ads from the Super Bowl ad ranker. A couple of other ad uh, thoughts, and then we'll get to the halftime show of Usher, which I thought was good. Yeah. Good. That was good. Uh, it wasn't for me, but I uh, there was a lot happening. It's good. Uh, we'll get to that coming up as well. It is six nineteen on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. (laughs) 
Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseballs and boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Hello. Yes. I see Andrew in there. Yeah, you're here. You're on. Hello? Is this thing on? I think so. It is. Hello? Mom? Hi, Mom. Hi, everybody. Am I on the radio? I think you are. Andrew Nemec coming up at 7. He's going to be doing his big show. He's a Niner guy, too. Ah, yeah. Sorry about your Niners, bro. He thought Kansas City was going to win, too. He just made an excellent point, though, that um, when Dre Greenlaw went out, the Chiefs targeted his replacement nine times for nine catches of 134 yards. Yeah, it seemed like that guy was trying real hard, but... Didn't work out as well. No, when you lose one of the best cover linebackers in the ah. NFL, you're you're going to get picked on. I mean, that's just ah. what happens. By the and way, the and books? it's apropos that a Niner got hurt because when I think of the 49ers, I think of one thing, and that's just massive injuries. I mean, it's yeah. just well, they did have well, Hufunga was out. Yeah, this for them, they were surprisingly healthy. You know, Debo had the bad hammy that you know he hurt in the game, and Greenlaw got hurt, and you know it happens. The books. Uh, Got cleaned out, yeah, by the public. Yep. Uh, for a while, I was reading some um, quotes from the bookmakers, some of the odds makers, and they were saying for a while that game was going exactly how they needed it to go, low yeah. scoring and the Niners control. But then when the Chiefs, uh, it got up to a push on the over under, and uh, the Chiefs ended up winning. The public was all over the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, they lost a bunch of money. As a matter of fact, the overtime prop killed books too because they were paying nine or ten to one on that and a lot of people and a lot of people bet it because they thought this game would be close and there was some i I saw some yardage totals and some like rushing carries i know i hit a couple of those so yeah i think a lot of the props hit too well they were saying that caesars alone lost millions on the overtime prop because and the average bet on it was like 16 dollars but they lost millions on it because everybody bet that and like you said like 10 to 1 or whatever and it went over and it went to ot in an effort to keep his wife interested in the same uh things that he is in the game i have a buddy who gives his wife his uh sportsbook account for like a half hour before the game and says go nuts well she picked that double overtime would occur at 100 to 1 odds and they almost oh, hit it. Damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> they didn't get it. They were within 20 seconds of that happening. <laughs> yeah. They were within three seconds of that happening. Gosh. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that have been something? You just need, you just need well, one or two more uh, plays. Wrapping up hot ad talk. Um, I didn't expect a Victor Rico's Mexican food Super Bowl ad, but damn it, that's what we got. You got one of those? Did you get that? No, I didn't. Local, local Victor Rico's Super Bowl ad. I was on Paramount Plus, so oh, yeah, I, don't, I don't think I got any anything local. Yeah. And then how about, uh, do you know who I'm talking about if I were to say best-looking 71-year-old? Hadn't seen this guy for years. Best-looking 71-year-old. He, he's 71, and he showed up in an ad. Celebrity. We were talking about all the celebrities. Yeah. I almost thought it was CGI for a second. Well, I mean, Walken's old as dirt. Well, he's 80. And by the way, Walken looks pretty good. Yeah. But I, I was going to say that there's no way it can be can be him. And that was a good ad, too. That. Yeah, the <laughs> BMW or whatever. Everybody tries to do a bad Christopher Walken impression. Yeah. Are you going Dan Marino, maybe? No, uh, he looks good, but I'm going Mr. T on your ass. Ah, Mr. How T. How good does Mr. T yeah, look? Was that Skechers? I don't remember, but he showed up in an ad. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Mr. T's still alive, and he looks good. Yeah, that was, I think it was, I think it was him and Tony Romo. There was no T in Skechers. Yeah, that's what And he was. he was upset that there's, you know. 
Although at the same time, you know, it hurts, it hurts me that Mr. T's wearing Skechers, but yeah, it hurts me that Joe Montana wears Skechers. <laughs> that would that would hurt me if if my hero, like if Steve Eiserman or like Muhammad Ali, ever like endorsed Skechers. I, I, that would that would sting. That would sting a little bit for me. But yeah, Mr. T did look good. He's seventy one, huh? I pity the fool. Well, like you know, I pity the fool. Stallone, Schwarzenegger, a lot of those guys, man. All that HGH stuff works. Looking yeah, good. Um, Schwarzenegger kind of looks old. Well, I think he's like seventy seven. He but is. I, old. I don't know. I just hadn't seen Schwarzenegger. You see him. Yeah, he's out there. Mr. T hasn't been, and all of a sudden he pops up, and it's like, well, he's you know. Yeah, Schwarzenegger's seventy seven. Wow. I want to look he like. Looks old. I, I'll take that at seventy-seven. You know who doesn't look old? How old's Usher? I think is he our age? He's probably fifty, and yeah, he he looks amazing, he, which he, is why he takes his shirt off. Yeah, and I he's love that forty-five. There were, he's, oh, oh, he's only, only forty-five. Okay, uh, he still looks amazing. Uh, and yeah, if I look like that, I take my shirt. Off. I take my shirt off all the time now, and I don't look like that. So he, I look, man. I, I'm not the right guy to be. I'm not either talking about this because we we. You know, we did this a couple weeks ago, I don't or maybe know it was a, like a month ago. Yeah, where shocking, uh, two forty-year-old white guys, or I'm almost fifty, but Sukes, what? What are you, forty? Forty-four? Are you? I'll be forty-six this year. Damn, dude, you get closer to me in age every year. <laughs> you do this all like me not being able to spell your name. You constantly think You're, that I'm like ten years younger than yeah, you. Yeah, I do. Because you turned forty-nine this year. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I turned forty-six. We're three years apart. Yeah, you're pretty young though. <laughs> I think you're like forty-three. Anyway, um, we both—I don't know Usher. We both learned that we have no idea of any other Usher song other than <laughs> "Boop It, Boop It." Yes. Whatever that song. Is. Yeah. It's the only one. And I know. he's one of the biggest artists of the '90s in yes. the 2000s. And I'm with you, dude. I know nothing of it, and I didn't know anything when he did his have, halftime show. My gal has gotten in more fights with me over Usher than maybe just about any other thing because she refuses to accept that I. Well, don't, she's younger than you. Yeah, right. And she loves Usher. Like she went and yeah. saw him in Vegas. That was that was her wheelhouse. Yes. So if he, I totally get it. If he's in your wheelhouse or was in in those days. But it's weird because there's other artists from around that era that aren't necessarily in my wheelhouse that I still know well, their music. But I don't know his. We've already talked about this. That we we sort of deduce that he was kind of a he was. He he was kind of a moment in time, right? Like he doesn't he didn't span a lot a lot of years. Yeah. He did a lot of stuff, but it was all kind of in a window. And if you miss that window, it's not, I haven't seen him or heard from him in years. Have you? Well, only, I mean, just in no. like he doesn't put out like not that I know all of. this new stuff that everybody's talking about. He it's he's just he does the stuff that he did back then. And if you were in it back then, you love it. And if you weren't, you're like Suk and I, and you don't care. I I'm sure he's great. I mean, yeah. he seemed like he's a really good performer and everything, but that moved me not. Well, I can appreciate the performance, and I can appreciate that they were singing. Uh, Alicia Keys had a, a whoopsie there, so they were singing live, which I appreciate. You want to hear that? Yeah, they edited it out on the uh, the rebroadcast. Oh, we've got yeah. some people. <laughs> Alicia, Alicia Keys, right? Okay, so let's listen closely yeah. here. This is right when she she joins the uh, halftime show. Some people. Oh. Okay, so that was that. Yeah. Do you want to hear? Here, let's just play the whole thing. Hold on. Thirteen Some seconds. Some people want it all, but I 
Here's what it sounded like when they posted it to YouTube. Yeah. Some people, some people. Why can't they do that if I sing? Just clean me up a little bit. Yeah. God bless technology. Hey, what's she doing out there? I don't. Well, what? What's she doing out there? Well, they they're duetting. He brought out all the people that he's duetted with. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Oh, he brought out all the people. Well, but there's a bunch of people that apparently were famous that I had no idea. Like the guitar player? Yeah, that was her. No oh. idea. See, I had sewn to the carpet. I had that. No, I didn't. Know. I didn't know she was famous. I'd... Yeah, and she shreds. Okay. Yeah, that I'm familiar with. In fact, she did. Uh, she either played the national anthem or maybe America the Beautiful at a Super Bowl not too long ago, and she's great. I like her. And that's the thing is that's the weird part about Usher is I know her, which by the way I'm, that that is what she goes by. I'm not just like randomly them, them they, them, her. Uh, I know her, but I don't really know Usher. I just know he's a big deal. The only one that I knew is that the the yeah. So when they brought out Little John and Ludacris, I got excited. One, they were all dressed like they were the Global Gym Cobras, including very glittery abs. Uh, and I appreciated that last song because that's the one I knew, and that was by far the best one. And the crowd went nuts. Yeah. So they played "Turn Down for What." Yeah, and then they went into yeah, which that confused me because I was like, wait, that's not Usher. <laughs> So I'm just a confused old white guy. But I did, you, you, what'd you call their outfits? What'd you say? Uh, the Globo Gym Cobras. <laughs> From uh, from Dodgeball. Dodgeball, yes. yeah. That's exactly that's what exactly I thought. exactly what he looked like. I was like, my God, he's just like Ben Stiller from Dodgeball. <laughs> I, this is great. Was, he had glittery abs. And and hey, the roller skating thing was kind of cool. Uh, so much so that Suk and I are going to roller skate when we do our show on the, at X-Golf. On yeah, February we're just going to go out on the, on the skates. And I, I didn't know this, but apparently uh, Usher, this is what he's known for. He's a roller skating guy. He loves roller skating. And That's so his at, thing. At all of his concerts, he roller skates. I knew he was like a big dancer, but I didn't realize that roller skating was a, a big part of this. On the dance tip, yo. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to offend Usher people. Probably. Well, I just... I find him... Is it blasphemous to say he's kind of generic? Probably. Someone's going to stab you in the eye with a glittery ab. I think it's just kind... Part of it, it's just kind of the, jo- the genre. Mm-hmm. But I, he's just kind of generic. I just... When he he can move, obviously he can dance. Yeah, he can move his body in ways that not a lot of people can. But all I see is Michael Jackson. I, mm. I see a knockoff Michael Jackson. I did see a lot of people that are like, is he doing a Michael Jackson thing? He had like the glove on. And Michael, I mean, oh. well, isn't Michael Jackson one of the best dancers of all time? I think Michael Jackson is arguably the best performer of all time, and right. yes, dance is certainly a part of you, that. You never really you never really see like lists of great dancers. But I wonder. Is Usher on that? Like I know Usher, he's yes, he's considered uh, Usher one. is absolutely considered one of the best, like hip hop, uh, pop performers of all time. He is is absolutely well, but that I'm, is I'm like saying what he's dancer, known for. like yes, like yes, he is a very very good dancer. Who is considered the best dancer of all time? Probably in in music, just dancer. Well, then you're getting into like Fred Astaire, and, well, yeah. and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. I, that I don't know because I'm not like there's probably some ballroom dancer Brishnikov doing ballet. Mm. I think the most the, the two people that that get credit as far as popular dancers are probably James Brown and Michael Jackson. Mm. Though the, those two probably get more credit than just about anyone else. And I think Usher well, is kind of a modern day version of that. He is a dynamic performer. I looked up a list here. Patrick Swayze's on it. <laughs> 
What? A little yeah. movie called Dirty Dancing, Jackass. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> Maybe put you've some, seen the I mean, SNL with him and Chris Farley. Put some respect on my man's name. He was great, but all-time great dancer? Again, what? I, I think this is we're just going off of celebrities that are known to dance. <laughs> this is, that this is the my 15 point. greatest dancers of all time. It includes Who's Anna Pavlova. One? Anna Pavlova, followed by Michael Jackson, followed by Fred Astaire, followed by Martha Graham. I don't know who that is. Then Patrick Swayze. Is like Michael Flatley on there? Um, he was the guy that did River Dance and then Lord of the Dance. Carmen Amaya, Willie Ninja, Misty Willie, Copeland. Willie Ninja. See, now you're just talking about like. See, I think. You know, yeah. There's a difference between being a Channing a, Tatum. There's a difference between being a celebrity performer. Oh, there's Michael Flatley. Channing yeah, yeah. Tatum for the Magic Mike. Magic Mike. God, and this is what I'm here. saying. Like, <laughs> go look at Michael Flatley. Go go do a YouTube clip of Michael Flatley, dude. What that guy does, you're like, my God. That's like otherworldly, but if you're not into Irish folk dancing, you have no idea who the Michael Flatley is. He's a hell of a lot better dancer than Channing Tatum, but there's a bunch of ladies out there that get all hot and sticky when Channing takes his shirt off. And yeah, Flatley ain't so. got abs like that, you know? Well, Usher is just not my... It's not my. Uh, that's not my genre. It's not my guy. I had. I was confused. Old white guy. I, and I'm, I'm probably going to continue to be confused. Old white guy. Every Super Bowl moving forward. I went with this. I could understand that there was a lot of production behind it. Uh, it was obviously a lot of energy, and I went with people that like that genre of music and that like Usher loved it. Therefore, if you loved it, I really don't have any place to say that it was. Well, uh, that it was bad. It was visually impressive. Doesn't this go back to our argument that it, it kind of bothers me when people say this artist or that band sucks? Yes. That bothers me. Don't say it that way. There's they no way Usher sucks. They don't suck. He does not suck. He's amazing. You can tell. But my God, do I could I care any less? Yeah. Or or it just, maybe the music rubs me the wrong... With Usher, it doesn't. I just didn't know any of his songs. Like, So it just may not be your thing. Yes. Doesn't mean they suck. Or the performance sucked. There is my of all there's a lot of bad halftime shows that we've seen, and that wasn't one of them. What's the worst one that you can remember? The worst one I can remember, uh boy, there was one with like Aerosmith and Britney Spears back in the day, like like Justin Timberlake that was absolute horse. I remember the leap. I remember the Who being really the bad. Who was, That's what Nemec just said. The, the Who was, that was pathetic and old. The Who was just, they were I thought bad. the Coldplay one sucked ass. That one was That crap. was bad. Um, Katy Perry? Yeah. Left, left Shark. Left Shark. You know, I remember the, like, there's definitely some ones where, like, they had that weird thing where after Nipplegate, they went, they just were going with, uh, we're just going to go old band, do a concert, everything, play it safe. And that's when we got, like, Tom Petty and The Who and stuff like that, and they wanted no controversy whatsoever. But the best one is Prince. Prince has the best halftime show of all time. Prince's was amazing. Beyonce's was really good. I remember Bruno Mars had a really good one. Gaga's was great. Um, Springsteen's was really good. So there's just, you know, this one for me, I just chalked this one up to, it wasn't, wasn't my favorite. All right, uh, let's get to, uh, we'll wrap up the Super Bowl, other Super Bowl shenanigans. And uh, we'll do that after we get to Buck with Sports Center. Well, we've yet to talk about Tay Tay. We'll have to get to her tomorrow. Yeah, all 45 seconds that they showed her. But we did have two streakers out there. They didn't show them on the. Nah, you can. You know, they don't show those. You can find them out there. Yeah, two bros. And they didn't even streak, they just took their shirts off. 
Well, yeah, the breaking which... news from Nemec over here. We just got the numbers in. It was the most watched telecast in the history of television. Yeah. How, how many how did many? they? 123 million average viewers across all platforms. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, the Taylor Swift stuff, you can hate it all you want, which, I again. I thought the Apollo 11, I thought that got like 125 million. Because the, I don't know. the the initial reports were that this, this Super Bowl didn't get there. Many thought it would because of the Taylor Swift effect. Yeah. But the the early reports were that it did not get there. It was it was about like last year, 115 million or something. But we'll have to wait and see when. Nemec is saying over 200 million across all all networks. So if like you include like Nickelodeon and other languages and things like that, then. But do they include I that? I don't know. I can. I'm, I just worked a quick Google, and. I mean, this has these are all Super Bowls. I don't see the Apollo one on here, but well, television event. Yeah, I, I just did most watched television broadcast in the United States, and uh, this is according to Wikipedia. I thought and, it was Apollo Eleven, but maybe not. I'm looking here, and it's all Super Bowl until you get to number ten, and that's Mash, the uh, Goodbye, the Farewell, finale. and Amen, which is crazy to think that a, a network show got 105 million people. Yeah, that watched that. That was a big deal. I remember that. Yeah, well, remember that was back when there was like four channels to watch. It's a little bit harder now to to draw people in. But of the top thirty, according to Wikipedia, the only one that isn't a Super Bowl is uh, the Mash Farewell. Well, the final numbers will, you know, we'll get them here in the next couple days. Yeah, a lot of people watched, and I mean, a lot, regardless of whether it's the most watched ever. We shall wrap it up next on the fan. All right. I did look it up, and you were correct. It's technically a technicality because it was on every network. But the Apollo, Apollo, the Apollo landing, um, they, they don't have an exact number, but it, they believe it was over 150 million people. Oh, 150. 150. Oh, well, then this Super Bowl wouldn't touch that. No, they're saying that nothing has come close to that. So it's not listed on some sites um, because technically it was – not a single broadcast. I mean, obviously, you know, the Super Bowl or MASH or whatever is one network tuning in, whereas the every network at the time tuned into the Apollo moon landing. But it is crazy to think that 150 million people well, tuned into that. In that case, we could get the combined viewership of the Super Bowl. Yeah. And use that. Yeah. Maybe it will rival that if you add Nickelodeon and all that other. But I, I, I don't know. But that's, that's crazy to think about. You know, as many people, that, I mean, we're a country of 300, whatever, 330. By the way, you know, you go back into the, in the late 60s, how many people were even in our country? Right? I mean, we weren't a country yeah. of 300 million people. I don't know. So, uh, was that 1969, right? Or was it 67? 67, 69? You got me, bro. One of those. I want to say it was 67, but I'm not 100% certain. But, you know, you might have had... You might have had you know half the country or more that were watching that thing. Ah, 1969, July 16th, uh, July 24th, 1969, when that whole thing went down. I want to see what the U.S. population was in 1960 because I'm I, I don't think you can ever get anything like that again. You think about what the the moon meant and all that. Like I always said, like if Jesus came down, I'm not certain that Jesus is getting 150 million people. Can't believe the moon's gone. <laughs> now, if we went back to the moon, everyone collectively. Mm. Meh, meh. Well, coming up next, it's going to be a 40 Winers edition of the. Bunch of whiny bitches. Hey, we got guests. We're talking recruiting. Not just Niners. So I was just looking in there during the break. 
And of course, we can't hear what they're talking about in there. But you can just tell. Totally could tell it was two 40 Winer fans whining about losing the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. <laughs> Hands flailing. That's right. Grow up, you two. By the way, 1969, we had just over 200 million people in the country. Wow. So we had like 80, 75, 80% of our. And over 150 million tuned into it. Damn, dude. <laughs> you want to talk about like just a an underappreciated, oh my God sort of moment? I give you that. So one of those that kind of happened on a local level that always stands out to me is the ratings for the Saints' first game after Katrina yeah. in their market. They got a rating of an 80, which is like 80% of televisions were, wow. were tuned to that game. And, like, no one ever tops, like, a 30 or something. like. I mean, it was just like, this is what we're all doing. This is what we're all rallying behind. Except for 20% of them. Except for 20. Yeah, and what they were, you know, this is... You just think maybe those people were working, and some people just hate sports in general. I mean, they were like, "Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't give a." Nah. They did say though it accounts for uh, television sets that are off in other people's houses, so they could have been people that left to watch the game with with friends or family or at a bar. Hmm. Like I was wondering, like when Kennedy was assassinated, like like the news that night. Yeah. Like again, I tune in. Yeah, I don't. Again, it would be it would be over all the the different networks, but like, what was the audience? when Kennedy was shot. I'm guessing that night, the the national or, you know, whatever, national news, that had to just be the entire country, right? Not like the Apollo 11. So I just, so I just wondered, if 150 million people tuned into the Apollo landing, how many people tuned into the coverage of being told that Kennedy was dead? No, I mean, Obviously not as many. I guess. All right, Andrew Nemec is coming up next. Uh, our show returns tomorrow, 3 to 7 on the Fake Night. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 